0: michiana's first best and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music cool brews hot tunes this is music to my beers music to my beers on real rock 1039 the bear
1: good morning and welcome to music to my beers i am zach miller warren cluck with you and we are going to be up uh with you till noon today
0: Yeah, Yeah. Uh, special day. Today marks seven years to the exact day. It was the uh, the Sunday, the week of uh, of St. Patty's Day that we went on the air with a brand new beer show and a concept that Michiana had never heard before. And uh, maybe never wanted or wondered was out there, but yeah, like, uh, who
1: are these three guys talking about beer? And you know, and we incorporated some music and some themes in there too. But
0: yeah, and then boom, here we are, seven years later. I don't think when we started this show seven years ago, any of us thought it was going to last almost a decade.
1: No, oh, I was like, ah, maybe I'll give it a year, or that the, the eight-week stint that we had, where it was going to be an hour show. Yeah, you know? I thought
0: I thought this would be a fun thing to do for the summer until they decide they want to do something else with the airtime. But yeah, uh, they never did. We were the best available options. So uh, thank you for joining us here music to my beers for this our seventh anniversary show and we thought we would start today with another special announcement uh this will be our final show
1: the very last one we are deciding to close it out in uh, a big bang on our seventh anniversary seven's a good
0: lucky number right seven is like the luckiest of numbers okay perfect then it was either this this. or we risk going on and stopping it at year 13 which is very unlucky (laughs) but um but yeah, so this will be it, and uh, for Zach and I, Music to My Beers, we may pick it up somewhere down the road in a different form, as a different, uh, in, I don't know, it could be a podcast only down the road. We could come back, who knows, but for now, yeah, we're going to hang it up, and we're going to step away and call it an end to Music to My Beers. Now, I think the most hilarious thing would be to finish saying this, turn off the microphones, and then leave, and we're done, and just, right. it's music, <laughs> but uh, no, we thought it'd be fun to talk about you know, how far the show's, the show's come over the last seven years. And I've had a couple of conversations with friends um, outside of the music to my beers universe about you know the fact that we were going to end the show this week, and uh, and everyone want, of course wanted to know why, and it's because seven years ago Zach and I were both in very different places here in oh. uh, in the world of, of radio. How old For were sure. you seven years ago?
1: Seven years ago, I would have been twenty eight. Were you married? Well, yeah, I was. I was married at the time. Well, still married. <laughs> I was I was married, and uh, that was right before we had my first son.
0: So you had no children, and I was, geez, I was 34, 33, somewhere in there. Just married. Yeah, I'd only been work- down here in Indiana for four or five years, and uh, yeah, just married. So we're in different places in our lives, but also... We're in different places here at the building. Uh, I've got a lot more responsibility here at the radio station, and Zach has like seventeen more jobs than he used to.
1: Oh, well, I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> no, we first, like what were you yeah. doing? Like, what was your main job here at the radio station when we first started? Music to my beers. I
1: had Polly's gig where I was doing the production work and stuff, and oh, so I was working behind right. the scenes and a little on air uh, here and there, but nothing like like this. Like, music to my beers was my on air experience.
0: And then as time. Progressed. Zach moved along. He was in charge of our station, Froggy. And then he eventually got uh, onto the big show downstairs at the B100 Morning Show. It's now Zach and Brittany. So you, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Have a truckload more responsibility than you did when the show started. And uh, the same goes for me. So we just thought it'd be poetic to bring it in after seven years and laugh that, one, it lasted about, oh, I don't know, five and a half years longer than we thought it would. Yeah. But it also never dawned on me, like, you know, even... Even a year ago, that, you know, one day we're, we might not do the beer show. Who knows? But, uh, but here we are. So
1: just kind of kept it going, you know, and, and you, like, I, I feel like I've, I've joined the ranks, you know, I of morning show uh, royalty here in the building because you, I mean, you've right from the get go, you, you were all about, uh, doing this and, and joined Stryker and I, and we kind of had the meetings of the minds and, made this you know what it is today
0: it's cool yeah and it's funny we're gonna talk about that here a little bit more in depth as the show wears on but uh thank you for joining us on this uh, the show will always be available as a podcast if you want to go relive the last seven years of beer chit chat on sunday mornings and i'm i'm trying to think i, I know we we're actually
1: you know what when this show first started we didn't even have podcasts I got to say, too, because I'm going to
0: open this beer now, but I'll talk about what I'm drinking later on. So yeah, I'll do it. I well. Open
1: it now because it, it'll be better colder, I think, than before it warms up. But the thing is, too, is that this show started before the Jason Lee and Cluck podcast, which has now surpassed one million downloads. Yeah. And this show wasn't even a podcast when it first started. It was just a show. And then we eventually, once we get into the podcast game, they're like, ah, that'd make a perfect podcast, too.
0: Yeah, we've only been doing podcasts here for, what, five, five and a half years, so yeah. Music to My Beers came around before that, but it was funny. One of the conversations I had with some of my friends earlier was, do you feel, and you can answer honestly, you don't have to like burnish it for the show or anything, but yeah. it, it feels to me a little bit like the rabid enthusiasm that surrounds craft beer, that surrounded craft beer when we started, it's it's not quite the same now, as it was when we started, correct?
1: You're a hundred percent right. I we don't, started during the like the growing height of it.
0: Yeah, and I don't know whether that's because we're all seven years older now, we're in a vastly different place, but also it seems like it was it was a much bigger deal and harder to come by, and it was new. I mean, look at all the breweries that have popped up here in town since this show started. We started around the same time as Bare Hands, but I mean, Crooked U's come along, Goshen Brewing Company's come along. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, you know we've we've got transient and seat like I mean, there's a ton of of craft breweries now and it seems like every town has its own so it's not quite this hard to find out information pass through whispers. You know, if there's yeah. a, if there's a, a a beer you want, you can probably get your hands on it. it. Just it's it's weirder now than it was when we started the show.
1: And when we started the show too, there was a much more like defined genre of what is a beer. And then through the years that we've actually done the show too, there's been so many different like styles. Like we talk about the New England hazy quite a bit. Brute was a flash of the pan. People got into hard seltzers. I just feel like like just like with anything, like with technology, when you start realizing that you can do something with it, pastry stouts for for instance. People do that, and then they do it in excess, And then it's just like you you have this choice fatigue. Netflix, when it first came out, and it's like, oh, I can watch video on demand and all that stuff. Then it's like, yeah, but what do I watch? Netflix has all, all the stuff that I don't want to watch now. Um, and I'm not saying, like, don't want to drink beer or anything. It's just like you get into the liquor store now, and this, the shelves are like, I, I don't know what I'm going to drink tonight. Do I try something new? Do I try one of my old faves? Like, you're drinking a zombie, though.
0: Like yeah, cats try, out of the bag cats out of the bag shoot we'll talk about zombie dust later because it's a great sort of uh, uh metaphor for the way this show's gone yeah and again if you're just tuning in it's our seven year anniversary and also our last we're gonna end the show at uh, noon today and ride off into the sunset. But also there's not like there's not I think maybe I'm mistaking the word enthusiasm for urgency because it used to oh, be Oh yeah back in the day you'd go I mean you'd hear about something on sale even going back to when M43 was first in the area you heard that Crocker's or State Line had a couple of cans and you have to zip up there get as up fast there. as you could yeah. and get it but now especially the last couple of years I can't imagine ever having to rush somewhere to get anything
1: No do you All, think that's covid do you think that that's why No that way? I,
0: I just think a lot of our favorites have become uh larger distributors uh we'll take Hopslam, for example you know that would that would go on sale in january and by february it wouldn't be on store shelves you could still get it now yeah you're right st patty's day it's not a big deal cbs was another one if you heard someone had it
1: that came uh, and went actually it was like during the course of the show it's like news.
0: yeah cbs was something you could only get you know once every blue moon on keg down at uh down at fiddler's to now it's something you could pick up on any random sunday or monday so it's been it's been funny, but I can't imagine a beer that I would rush out and holy smokes, I gotta get, whereas when the show started, that was a regular occurrence.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. There's just a few that like few events and exciting releases that we look forward to every year that I think that's where we'll miss just a little bit. Because, you know, whether it be Bear Hands Christmas Party or Double Tie Day or Stalin's uh uh revenge over at Evil Check or Hoplore Lord of the Hops and stuff like that, I think those will be the ones that we miss out on, you know, for the show. But we can still do that in our off time, you know, when we're not on the show.
0: Yeah, and one of the fun things about doing music to my beers and looking back and you know, we've we've looked back a few times over the last year or two about how the the industry has changed. It's become so much more accessible that that you're right, like a, a town a town with uh, with hoplore in it. I'm spacing on the name at the exact moment. Leesburg. Leesburg, yeah, is a, put them on the map. Is, well, yeah, it's a craft beer destination, but they have their own big giant craft beer festivals, and and none of that stuff was around when we first started the show. For us, I mean, the only thing in proximity was there was Dark Lord Day, and then the big beer festival downtown at the Century Center. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that used to be a huge deal, but now every town's got them, and and it's just it's become less of an urgent thing. You could still be enthusiastic. I'm still. Enthusiastic about craft beer, but as far as you know, needing to dedicate time and resources to run around and chase it down all the time, it's it's made me a, a much bigger appreciator of beer. But um I don't know. It just it it seems like it it's waned just a tiny bit.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It it's I I, I honestly don't know what it is. I don't know why it's it's lost its allure. They used to have.
0: I'm sure somebody will text it right now and say, it's because you guys are old now. You're old. Oh, craft is a young man's yeah, game. But really um, after 350 plus episodes, we've decided uh, to bring it in for a landing. We just talked a little bit a minute ago about how our relationship with craft beer as a whole has changed over the last seven years. But also, craft beer has become this you know, fire-breathing behemoth. And if you think about all the acquisitions that happened over the last you know seven years, when, remember when, when Anheuser-Busch and all the bigs started running around buying craft breweries? Oh, yeah. And it was like it was an arms race. It was like when when you know the big companies went around buying radio stations, Was each one was bigger and more expensive and impressive than the one that came before it.
1: Yeah, we read that book. We all are part of a little book club there back in like 2017, 2018, as all the, the big buyouts started happening.
0: Yeah. And uh, so this was the, one of the first features we ever had on the show when it first started was we wanted to have a, a segment where we could talk about beer, but talk about it, and rope in something else in the conversation. So we decided, what about a rating system where we could give a movie a rating? And I think we stuck to this rating system for the first one or two, where we're like, one is a great movie, (laughs) 12 is is a terrible movie, it's a drain pour, but it quickly became, how drunk do you want to be when you watch this movie? Exactly. So we dubbed it The The B Movie. And now, a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with Music To My Beers, B-Movie! And I didn't go all the way back because it would have taken hours upon hours. But I think the first B-Movie we ever did was Beer Fest. I, I
1: would say that it was the first movie because that was just one that it's so easy to come into and it's probably airing on Comedy Central somewhere like right now.
0: And we may have done it three or four times since then, but wow, as far it's as... it's so great. And as far as Beer Movie goes, that's that's the, the King Kong Bundy, the end-all be-all. Yeah. So uh, I'll let Zachary go first. Uh, here I am
1: trying to like find one of the first beers I've ever had. Um, but I love this movie. I think it's like near close to perfection. I love it more than Super Troopers. I know that might be blasphemy. Um, you're a big Super Troopers guy, right?
0: The Broken Lizard comedy trooper, I think, are are fantastic, extremely underrated filmmakers.
1: Yeah, they're like the the National Lampoons of our generation, and I feel like because. Beer Fest was so, like there's so many classic lines, there's so many classic takeaways for that movie. Whether you're super into beer or you're not, it's still such a funny movie, um, start to finish. And I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with one beer, because this is our last show. It's a beer that I really enjoyed when I first got into craft beer, and the brewery is no longer around now. It's a Flat 12 down in Indy.
0: Oh, pour one out for flat
1: 12. Pour one out for the half cycle. I would go with that, that one because that was one of the fresh IPAs that they offered. And, uh, I always remember too, then there was something with the production, like a little issue there because you would crack one open and it'd be like all head and start fizzing up and stuff. So I don't know if they ever got that worked out, but flat 12, one flat 12, uh, half cycle.
0: This is one of my favorite comedies. And, uh, and it's also The Broken Lizard Comedy Troupe make great movies, but they make very rewatchable comedies. You can watch Super Troopers 150 times, and it's still as funny on number 150 as it was on the first. Beer Fest is the same way, so I'm going to give this um, a beer that we chased hard that first couple of years of the show, man. KBS from Founders Oh yeah, was such a big deal, and I remember you could get one bottle, maybe two. Remember it came into Bombers, and it was always like, I got a Bomber, a KBS, and that was something special. And now equally as good, we have all the variants now. You can get hazelnut, espresso, and Island fudge. It's still a fantastic example of a bourbon barrel aged stout. But at the same time, it's also in terms of the show, it's funny because it was hard to get hard to come by. Now it's everywhere. So I'm going to give it one KBS, even though one bomber, an old school bomber, even though it's one of those movies where you want to just chug. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. You want to, okay, so do a bomber with that, but then also have your light beer on the side that you can just, like, chug all the way through. So oh, yeah. like
0: When they chug. Like, like, a, like a a 12-pack of Tall Boys, a Coors Light. Bring out Das Boot. Yes, Das Boot. And there's our, our final B-movie here on the very last episode of Music to My Beers. We'll talk more about that.
1: Pretty much find us anywhere on the interwebs, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Don't have a Yelp. Don't have a LinkedIn. Don't have... TikTok, or much of anything out there that the, the cool kids are doing these days.
0: No, and if you're just tuning in, uh, earlier this morning, Zach and I announced that it's the seventh anniversary of Music to My Beers, but it's also the last episode. We've decided uh, it's time to bring it in, man. Time yeah. to bring it in. A lot has gone on for you and I personally, and we have a lot more to do than we used to do, and we thought maybe it's time to uh, to move along. Yeah, yeah. So as far as our social media goes, and I know you and I probably should have talked about this before, I had a thought. We should leave the Twitter, the Instagram and leave it all up. Yeah. And then if there are beer things or updates or fun pictures, we'll throw it up there. So the social media can stay up, but uh and that that's going to do it.
1: I love that because like 80% of the clothes that I own are actually beer shirts. So, you know, if we wanted to continue beer shirt Thursday or here and there post beer shirts that we've like picked up new swag when we've gone to locations.
0: My wife keeps getting me to get rid of some of the beer shirts. She's like, "You have too many clothes." She's like, "You have too many clothes. You need to make space." She's like, "Get rid of some of those beer shirts." And I try to explain to her like those are like postcards yeah. from places that I've been. But also, if I take a beer shirt out of rotation for Beer Shirt Thursday, then eventually it's going to be me wearing the same, you know, Corona Extra shirt from Spring Break every hey, Thursday.
1: There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no. So, uh, so
0: we do encourage you continue to follow us on social media. We're at Music to My Beers on Twitter, on Instagram. And you can stay into the Facebook group. We'll post updates there, and uh, you know what. Maybe when the show comes back, if it ever does someday we'll 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 pop up some more podcasts. But until then, um Yeah. Oh
1: also the other thing too. Untapped. Still gonna be uh, part of Untapped?
0: Yes, you can you can follow me at ManbearCluck on Untapped and uh you know, I'll I'll keep posting on there. I've got some I've got some beers in my cellar that are too good to to let go by without you oh, know yeah. flexing to my friends away. that I've had one. So so yeah, follow us on social media, but the the show, the broadcast portion of Music to My Beers is coming to a close today. We appreciate you being along with us for the ride. One, take a step back and acknowledge the fact. Holy smokes, they let us stay on for 7 years. Yeah. And uh and we've had a lot of fun doing it, but also two, like it's it's time to, you know, not everything is going to last forever. I couldn't imagine doing Music to My Beers when we're in our 50s.
1: No, definitely not. And times would change too, like what we're into and what we're you know doing, like with friends and stuff.
0: Yeah, and it's it's funny. It's a lot like uh, when I look back at when I got into radio twenty some odd years ago. Almost to a person, every single person that I worked with early on or that I met the first half of my career, they're all out of radio and they've moved on to other things, be it their own choice or or radio's choice. Yeah. But a lot of my craft beer friends have moved on to bourbon. And,
1: I have noticed that too.
0: Yeah, they're like, no, nah, I'm on whiskey now. And uh, like my, my brother-in-law, Nick, who's a, who was a, one of the biggest craft beer nerds I know, he got out of beer a couple of years ago. My friend Aaron, who was just as big a beer nerd, took me to my first Dark Lord Day back when it was still uh, just show up and, and they'll walk down the line. He's been out of beer. So it's kind of, you know, we, we talked about this starting the show how enthusiasm it seemed our part at least a little bit has waned, but it's all right, man. It's... It's cool, yeah. Craft beer is alive and well, and making bank for everything we can understand.
1: Seriously, it's still still a good venture if you want to
0: go into it. So I saw, I thought the split one today would be rather poetic. One of the first beers we ever talked about on this show, and it was uh, when it was Stryker, Zach, and myself seven years ago. This week was Three Floyd Zombie Dust,
1: such a classic beer, too. I mean, this is one that if you heard about it being on tap somewhere or at a liquor store, it was like a buy one and and you're you got one bottle. Uh, if you went out there, you could get a whole case because there was one Saturday that I ran out and I made the beer run out to uh, Calumet Avenue or whatever it's off yeah, of in yeah. Hammond, Indiana and get got a whole 24 uh, pack. I thought I had the I was high on on gold right then and there.
0: Yeah, and and I remember distinctly going to Belmont on Miami for the first geez couple of years that we were doing music to my beers, uh, 2015, 16, and you could only get. It was a max two twelve ounce bottle limit, yep. And then one day I went in and and they said, you can you can get it you're here early. you can get a sixer if you want. Whoa. And I remember running out with a six pack of zombie fresh zombie dust and saying, you know texting my friends like, I got a six or a zombie. Who wants one? But it was that big of a deal. And they've just recently rolled out three Floyds and started doing zombie dust in the nineteen point two ounce cans.
1: That's amazing. that's a great looking can, too. And oh, back then too, it made great trade bait. Do you remember that? When oh yeah, like send it places. I mean, you could get uh, the juices loose, or um, what what are, I, uh, No, I, what, what am I thinking of?
0: When I go back and see friends in Kalamazoo when I when I first moved down here, they were like, "Can you bring back some zombie dust?" And I and I would have to say, "Actually, no, I can't because they only let me have two bottles at a time." But yeah. you know, eventually they rolled it out where you can get six pack bottles, and it was available from time to time. And then they they it, they started doing it in cans, and now they have tall cans. Uh, one of the first places I ever had it on, ta- on, on tap outside of uh, Three Floyds was w- Wings, cetera. Oh, Would have man. it from time to time. You're right. Yeah. There, it, was, was, there was probably a three- or four-year stretch where I didn't have zombie dust. We had moved on to other things. We had gotten yeah. into hazies. But recently, man, it's funny because you you take a look at this artwork, and you, and you drink it, and you remember... How exciting it was when you would get some, how fresh, that citrusy, American pale ale.
1: Just a little bite, not quite like the heaviness of an IPA, but you'd get like just all the citra in there.
0: And if you had to boil this show down to, to three or four beers, it would be KBS, I think, Zombie Dust, Two-Hearted have been three that we've consistently Absolutely. talked about over the years, but also... They were big deals when the show first started. They were huge deals.
1: Yeah. What's the A B V on
0: there? Is it six five? It is. Matter okay. of fact, on the dot, six point five. Right. But um as we wrap up Music to my Beers and this, the seventh year of the show. If you'd like to take time out of your busy schedule and raise the zombie dust and think about us boys that started here back in 2015 from time to time, we would appreciate it. And here we are, our final pick six. If you're just tuning in this Sunday, good morning for starters, and thank you. Congratulations to us on our seventh anniversary of doing music to my beers, and also so long, farewell. We've announced that this will be our last show. Uh, Warren Cluck, Zach Miller, we're going to do one last sign-off and and ride off into the hazy, misty, fruity, citrusy sunset. Alvide or say... So I think for the last pick six, we're gonna do our, we'll do three all-time great beers, and I'll go first. And it was funny because my my wife and mother-in-law went out to Phoenix a couple of weeks ago for a baby shower for my sister-in-law, and while they were out there, they visited a brewery that I went to about a year and a half. to It was it was pre COVID. It was the summer before COVID. It was oh, the yeah. last like good summer we all had. Oh man! And I went out there. We went on a, a beer bus tour, and we stopped at this little hole in the wall. It was. Just like a house, almost almost creepily so. It was like you're you're hanging out. There was like 45 people crammed into a two-bedroom house, Uh, sort of like. But it's called Renhouse Brewing Company. They brought me back a t-shirt, and I started to think Renhouse, Renhouse, and I remember they had one of the best beers I've ever had. And this to me was the absolute pinnacle of low ABV beers. It was called Las Frescas Good Morning. That's awesome. It's a fruited sour that clocked in at 3.1%, and usually uh, I don't. I usually I gravitate toward the higher stuff. Yeah. But this was. It was so orangey and fruity, and it was exactly like, almost like a grapefruit. Your sun. It had the. It didn't have the taste of Sunny D, but it had the body. You know, it's got that thicker than OJ, oh, kind of yeah. taste to it. This was straight up fruit juice, and I remember thinking, this, this is dangerous. This is something you could drink one all day, every yeah. day.
1: Start your morning off. with And
0: that. at three point one percent, it's easily the most sessionable um, beer I've ever had. So I'm going to say that would be one of my all-time surprise favorites. And that was one of the great fun things about doing music to my beers is you would go to Georgia, yep. you would go up north, I'd go to Arizona or Portland, you know, Ron would go to Georgia or Florida.
1: Oh, man, Ron's Hallback from spring breaks in Florida were oh. some of the craziest.
0: <laughs> yeah, tw- yeah. toward the end of the show, I thought, man, I- every time he talked about going on spring break, my-, my mouth started to water because I knew it was going to be runoff yeah. beers for us. yeah. But uh, that was one of the great thrills, was coming back and being like, hey, I had this, I had this, and that was a lot of fun to come back and say, I had a really fantastic beer that was also barely any alcohol at all. Uh, another one I'm going to throw in is a local favorite, and um, Crooked You has been a great friend of this show since it started, yeah. and it was fun to watch because I know Sean through Fiddlers, and it's been it's been fun to know him and see all the craft beer that they've had over the years, but watch the genesis of Crooked You looking for a, looking for a, a home, finding that old VFW along the riverside, dumping hundreds of thousands of dollars of concrete into it. They even buried a Jason Lee and Cluck Show shirt into the foundation of the... That's uh, cool. Yeah, it's underneath the entryway. But one of my favorite all-time beers happens to be made at the almost the end of my block. It's the Turtle Tamer from Crooked U.
1: Oh yeah, and that's that's another brewery that's been around for seven years. They came in yeah. just in 2015.
0: Yeah, I remember when they first rolled out their first run of beers. We got to go down to Fiddlers and try it, and uh, we would, so
1: good. Yeah, it
0: was great. But to me, Turtle Tamers a lot like Zombie Dust, and it's that it's it's consistent. It's great, and every time you have it, it still tastes like the first time you're having it. Oh yeah, which it's not like uh, we'll use all day as an example. By the time you've hit your fourth or fifth all day, you're like, all right, okay,
1: yeah, I've had enough. <laughs> I'm good.
0: And the last one I'm gonna throw in is uh, is another local one. Uh, we're gonna go double tie from from Bare Hands. Ooh, that was one of the first. That I think that is still the biggest local release we've ever had. Yeah, is when Double Tie Day would roll in, and there be and whether they had it at the 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 uh, brewery out in Granger or downtown. The one year they had it there, oh, it man. was always great. But they started rolling out variants, and I'll never forget, man. I came home when they, when they were still doing it in bottles with a bottle. I had two bottles of Double Tie left, and I put them in the fridge. And my wife, on her way out the door, opened the fridge and went to throw something hastily in it without looking. Yeah. And my second to last bomber of bare hands slid out and shattered on the floor. Oh. And I had to look at her and say, you know, I can't just go get more. Like, there there are no that's, more. That's
1: just that one release like, right there. Like,
0: that's it. And I already earmarked the other bomber for one of my friends. And I thought, that's the end of my, my double tights. Oh. It's all over my kitchen floor. <laughs> so, and, you know, an honorable mention goes to, geez, just about everybody around here. But, like, uh, Westwind, great friends of the show incredible beers impossible to narrow it down to my final three but there they go
1: yeah I'm gonna say like you the three are just like hard to pick but I'm gonna go something near something far something local and I think near and dear to my heart all-time one of my all-time favorite beers it's hopslam it's like hopslam was one of the OG beers that we looked forward to being released in January every single year and it'd be like hey how much did you get and I, and I remember too Be like, I'm just getting a six-pack this year. And then, like, Ron would go get a case or two cases if he could – um, of it, you know, here around not like the area.
0: case, like six pack, like flat. He would buy. Oh yeah, he'd buy the two, whole flat, two flats. Yeah, yeah. So. And, we, and we thought one. He must be doing very well, right? <laughs> but, uh, we talked about it when it came out in January this year. Like it used to be at 10.2 percent among the biggest and baddest of IPAs. Like yeah. just doubles weren't a huge thing back then.
1: No, now that's like it's like the go-to for many breweries. Like, yeah. uh, 10.2. That's standard here. Um, so I'll throw in the hop slam. I'll also throw in the far one, the Pliny the Elder. Whenever we got our hands on a Pliny, that was a special time on the show where, whether we had the connection with like the Notre Dame student that was bringing it from California or Ron's buddy who was out doing business out there, we'd get a bottle of that, crack it open on the show, and, and there's just something about Pliny that if, if you've never had it before, you get out to the West Coast, look for it. It's still one of those sought after beers, I feel like, it yep. hasn't gone into
0: Massachusetts mass distribution for a while it was ranked like the number one beer in the entire u.s but for for music to buy beers it was one of those first over the hill and far away beers that you heard about but you couldn't ever get
1: yeah like a heady topper yeah
0: and and when the show first started sending somebody beer through the mail was absurd it was unheard of and now it's like you know the post office is kind of cool they don't ask like ups they don't really ask yeah Yeah. nobody cares anymore
1: is there anything flammable in here Nope. No. Okay, good. You're good to ship this.
0: Is it breakable? Well, I mean, not unless you drop kick it. Yeah, right.
1: So the last but not least, local here, and, and you kind of uh, alluded to it with the double tie. I'm just going to say the single tie PA is one that I filled up a growler one time. I took it out to my buddy on the farm, and we we just enjoyed that beer. And like I had never had anything so floral in my life, like with the the different Thai spices whether it be the ginger or the lemongrass and I thought this is new this is creative this isn't just like your normal standard run of the mill IPA where you're going to um you know just have like the malts and the yeast and the and the hops and stuff but for that one to have the different adjunct flavors added in I think was one of the first beers like I mean now we have lactose added in beers and chocolate coffee all the different other flavors that you could add in there but for type A, yeah, that was off the grid off the radar type stuff
0: there's our final That's pick our six. Final pick six we thought it'd be pretty lame to go out like some random tuesday or, or random sunday in june so we thought what a better way to end it uh if you missed the first yeah. part of the show you can catch this entire thing on a podcast on monday but um this is it zach and i have kind of felt after seven years and uh and a lot of growth personally and professionally like it's time for us to move on, man, and uh, we feel that we have uh, contributed our fair share to the craft community in Michigan, and it's time for, for us to look forward, and who knows, maybe in a couple of years, if the ballot passes, we'll be doing weed to my beers on
1: yeah, right. on Sunday. <laughs> I did make a joke like that with the higher-ups, and it, he's like, well, if we can get that sponsored, you know, I mean, for all of our friends up north of the border
0: here. The show's seven hours long. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, man. Talk about But we would like to go around the horn and uh, and thank. There are so many people we have to thank for the last seven years of the show. Um, I mean, and we'll put a big lengthy Facebook Facebook post about it up a little bit later on today. But just coming to mind, um, the guys at the Crooked U, yep. Goshen Brewing Company, uh, our friends all the way way out there, Transient. Oh yeah. Jeez, uh, Evil Check. We need to thank everybody, Chris and the gang at Bare Hands. Um, I'm trying to think of the people we've had in that we have. We might oh. have, heavenly goat, Yakida, yep. brass elk, Yakida, we're actually one of our first guests.
1: Uh, Rue 152 Um, hop down in Leesburg. for coming in. Brandon Townsley, who yes, Dials we got Brewing to company. to see him. Yeah. Start that from mega is another huge shout out because I know like Jim Muller and the guys there have a Michiana
0: extract grain association.
1: Yeah. They've been at many brew fests. Um, you know, and all the BrewFest too, from Century Centers to the Michiana
0: um, Junior Achievement Beer Wine Festival is coming up at the at the Four oh, Winds. Yeah, yeah. We got to thank Aaron and everybody at West Wind. They're I think the newest kids on the block as far as craft beer here. You're
1: right. Yeah, they they are. And he had us out just just uh, back in August of 2020 when it was they was the opened first time
0: up. we went out for the pandemic. It was
1: great. Oh, it was such a good time out there. Too. Yeah, it was wild
0: because that summer you and I were broadcasting from my backyard, your backyard.
1: Oh man, we had so many different. I'm. I'm. I. I feel like it's like one of those award show like acceptance speeches where you're like, I know I'm forgetting somebody. Well, we're gonna
0: put a little like, more a little bit more thought into the the final Facebook post uh, a little bit later on today, so we don't forget anybody. But man, every brewer. I mean, the gang at Studebaker Brewing Company. Everybody man. who's uh, th- who's been on this show, South Bend Brew Works. I mean, we've watched, and it's been fun for us because we've watched a lot of these breweries come into existence, but also we've watched. Watched them all get through hardships, ownership changes and location moves. And everybody who, Yeah, everybody who survived COVID. That was a lot of fun to have everybody back in on the flip side of COVID and say, How'd you survive? How'd you get by? And things got dicey for so many craft breweries. Yeah.
1: You kind of had to change up your approach and everything too. I think it, it uh it revolutionized and there was like a lot of innovation that came along with how to how to get beer, how to get beer to you, how to get beer uh, for you, like I'm, I'm just thinking like along the lines of like a, a Belmont or a Citywide that totally changed up their approach. Where they're like, you order it online, and then we'll bring it out to your car, and we'll put it in the back. So there's like the no contact delivery and stuff.
0: Yeah, and uh, and a shout out to the guys at Belmont and Chalet and and Citywide here over on uh, Grape and Citywide Downtown. You know, it's been fun. Citywide Downtown wasn't even a th- wasn't a thing like it is. It was at the old location.
1: Oh yeah, we watched
0: them get this intense new beer cave, and it's been. It's been a lot of fun to watch this town, this this area grow in the craft industry and kind of it's almost to the point like we feel like proud parents. they're ready to we're ready to kick this town out of the nest and fly off. let you uh, let you do yeah, your own so thing. you have at it. Yeah, you have at it. So uh, we'll wrap things up one last time for Music to My Beers. Thanks for tuning in all these seven years.
1: All right. All right. All right. The very final news and notes here on our seventh anniversary of Music to My Beers.
0: Get the business out of the way. Do we have anything to look forward to? Is there anything coming up we need to mention?
1: I mean, there is so much to look forward to, to be honest with you. Like, tomorrow is, of course, Oberon Day and stuff. And that's always been, like, near and dear to our hearts because that means spring is, like,.
0: You could also just say, I don't care. The show's over today. So who cares?
1: well, we've got the Junior Achievement Wine and Beer Fest that's coming up later. Yes, uh, yes we do in May, and then also I want to say like the Michiana Festival of Beers. It's going to be in October, Four Winds Field. There's gonna, just going to be a lot of really cool stuff that we can actually have now, you know, and and be together for uh, a beer show or for a, a beer event.
0: Yeah, we talked uh, last segment, our second to last segment ever. That it was it was you know wild to watch all the craft brewers in the region make it through covid but it was also really funny to watch you and i get through covid because we went from doing the show every week to we're not allowed to do the show we can do the show but not in the building yeah. you know we've taken the show on the road we've taken it to my house to your house so it's uh it's i think it's fitting that we bring this thing in for for a landing today after seven years and i do want to say that this has been a lot of fun
1: it has been a lot of fun it's been a really great adventure with you
0: yeah, and I'm not going to say too much. I don't want to get choked up in here, and find myself bawling on a Sunday. But it's been a lot of fun doing these seven years with you and doing it with Ron. And I remember when we first started thinking we're the three biggest drunks in the building. Why shouldn't we hang out and do a show on <laughs> exactly. Sunday? But it was also it was fun because this show first started because it was we were the beer nerds in the building, and we yeah. would you know run around and sneaky talk this and trade beers here and swap beers here. And there were
1: w- rumbles at your wedding. I remember.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I remember I remember Ron first broaching the idea, and I thought. Yeah, hell yeah! Beer talk. I'm in. My thought was we can we can drink beer every day. This is going to be fantastic. Yeah, you know we wound up finding out that's not exactly how it works. (laughs) But but no, it's been a lot of fun to to do this thing. But also, I think it's you and it's made you and I better friends because we didn't really. I mean, other than you assigning me commercials to do and me swearing at you under my breath, we didn't really have you know much of a working relationship uh, outside of outside of that. And it works. This has been great. I've been able to spend time with you, and it's also been fun to watch you grow as a from a young man who just got married to now a father of two and a morning show host on your own. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss this show, and I swore up and down I wouldn't, but I think yeah. I'm going to.
1: Yeah. Oh, I know I know, I will, and I appreciate everything that you've bringing me under your wing, kind of teaching me stuff here and there. You're all, you're this like is a, how you drink on a weekday, Zach. Exactly.
0: This is how you drink <laughs> on a weekday and still get up to do a morning show, Zach. Follow you've me. You've been a mentor <laughs> and an inspiration.
1: I mean, one day I want to be like a Warren Cluck, you know, and take – Somebody under my wing. Anyway.
0: You want to be a fat, bearded white guy, right?
1: well, <laughs> covered little. in tattoos. Yeah, you Sweet got tattoos. You got
0: a you got a, a little bit of ways to go as far as the belly goes. But um, yeah, man, I think this was this was one of the, the highlights of my career for sure. So I think on behalf of Zach and myself, and uh, with Ron in mind, we bid you adieu yeah. and uh, one final time. Cheers. Cheers. This is music to my ears.
1: I fear inebriation may cause me to forget my manners in such fine company.
0: On Real Rock 1039, The Bear. Podcasts by Federated Media.